Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. It's Justin Alexio, and it's Freaky Guest Friday. Yeah, you know what that means. We got a guest on the episode today. I was real gangster. Yeah. All right, this guy, he's a writer, he's a comedian, he's an actor, and I would also say a fashionita. Give it up for Jesse Esparza. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> now, do you like being introduced as a fashionita? That is, I mean, that is, that's not a thing. Yeah. A what is a fashionita? Fashionista? Oh, is that the thing? Isn't that? Yeah, it's yeah. fashionista. A fashionita <laughs> sounds like Lolita, <laughs> like a, an underage girl. Well, I'm sorry, but you got some of the best fashion around. Well, I'll, you know, I'll take it. Thank you so much. I, that's fine. You know, you put in work, so I, I'm glad people are noticing. <laughs> Putting in work, a.k.a. spending the most money at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> I, uh, I was actually talking to someone yesterday that I was talking about. He was like, yeah, I'm going to have Jesse on my podcast tomorrow. And they're like, oh, I don't know that person, but I've heard of them. They have the blonde hair. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then they were like, oh, doesn't he also throw insane parties? I was like, yeah, he does. Wow, I have a reputation. (laughs) That's awesome. My dream. My dream has come true. The blonde hair is newer, though, right? It is. I did it in December. Wow. So ever since that blonde hair came in, (laughs) your street cred's gone way (laughs) up. I know. And I'm just about to go back to having dark hair. Because whenever uh, we've done like different uh, shows together over the years, and uh, I think this is actually, I haven't seen you in a little bit, and this is the first time I've seen you with blonde hair. So whenever I first came up, I was like, is that Jesse? And then like, <laughs> I walked over, I was like, okay, yeah, what's up? Yeah, you just heard my voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, to me, that's such a radical thing. Like, you'd have to change all your headshots. Yeah, I did. You know, I thought. I want to be blonde. I want to just make this choice for myself and, you know, just do it, you know, just make myself over. I've had black hair all my life, and I'm like, I've always felt like I was meant to be blonde. And so I did it, and I did get headshots, but, like, nothing happened from that. (laughs) Like, I I was like, you know, there's a niche market where they'll want one, uh, you know, young, sassy, Latino, Mexican guy with blonde hair, but that... (laughs) Just never, that never happened. You're like, pilot season, I'm ready. <laughs> Seriously? And you're like, anything? No, and uh, if anything, I'm getting rejected more because of it. So I'm like, you know, this was fun. This was a fun little time in my life. It's an experiment. I, yeah. It's just like, like either growing your hair out or cutting it short or whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's a very expensive experiment, too. So I'm ready to just dye it back and not have to worry about it ever again. I think we first met. Uh, either was it one of the Valley Mini shows or Fusion, maybe? Yeah, up in the loft, right? It maybe it was either that or we've all Prism Box so much. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, somewhere the indie circuit where the shows ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I yeah. We were just talking about before the podcast. uh, uh, You just hit your six years out here. How are you? uh, How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like things are finally happening. Yeah, slowly but surely. I feel like uh, when I when I first moved out here, I was like, okay, there's like an obvious like equation to how people get successful. Like Beyonce became successful when she was like 16, <laughs> so I was like, okay, people have to put in like a certain amount of years before they get to be a certain point of 
like famous or like successful. Yeah. Like child actors start out very young, so they blossom very young and they get out there and be successful and they're famous very young. So I feel like people who start have at least five years until they start like taking off. So I'm like, okay, the five years have happened and I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, Hollywood. <laughs> Half a decade. Yeah. Because I used to get really like depressed when I was like, Lady Gaga's 22. I'm 21. Am I going to be at her fame level when I'm 22 next year? And then I was like, oh, no. She started out when she was like 12. Yeah. So been putting in the work. Exactly. So you just have to put in a certain amount of work before you can expect to take anything out from that. Yeah. Well, you've been doing some cool stuff lately. You're uh, you're one of the writers for uh, the mod teams at UCB, right? Yes. I just got on a, a mod team as a writer. Dude, congrats. That's Thank like you. for okay. So for our listeners who don't know, it's very difficult to become a writer or a performer um, on uh, the sketch teams at UCB or uh, be on the improv side. It's a it's like a big deal. So. Uh, yeah, congrats. Yeah, one for that. billion people audition each year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was one of the billion chosen. <laughs> What's the process like for becoming a writer on a UCB mod team? It's easier than um, being an actor because an actor, there's like callbacks and there's like a live callback, a taping, and things like that. For a writer, you just have to submit a packet. So I, they, they sent out guidelines for what they wanted in the packet. They're like, you need to s- submit a sketch, th- just any sketch that you feel good about, a topical sketch, um, a blackout sketch, mm-hmm. and uh, fuck, another type of sketch. I forget what it was. Topical. I'm trying to think what I submitted. A topical. Oh, and a character sketch. Character sketch. So like topical, gotcha. character, blackout. And one of your choosing. Mm-hmm. So you had Do you to think s- everything you, you submitted was that hot fire? Was what? Hot, <laughs> hot fire. Good. I'm trying to use slang here to, <laughs> to be cool on the podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I felt really good about everything I submitted. Um, I felt really just, I just felt really good. I was just, I, <laughs> in all honesty, I was like, I'll probably get this <laughs> when I submitted. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a good way to go into it is super confident. Yeah. And so I got the, the email. Um, and I was just like, oh, cool. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> You're like, I knew this was coming. So Yeah, I also submitted as an actor, and I got rejected like the second step of the process. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You also, uh, a couple months ago, you did the CBS Diversity Showcase. You wrote for that. I did. Honestly, we can take this back, but never in my life did I ever think I'd be like a writer like right. a comedy writer. You always thought you'd be an actor? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to be like the best actor in the world. I'm going to be like really like a funny like. A- and then like something just happened where I was like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm a writer now. <laughs> 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 I'm a writer. You know what? I'm going to stop going to the gym. I'm going to dye my hair blonde. Fuck it. No one cares about how I look. I'm a writer. <laughs> that that was like like the moment in time where people can look back years down the road and it's like, when did Jesse Esparza decide to be a writer? <laughs> I gave up on all my ambitions of being an actor. He deleted his IMDb Pro account, <laughs> dyed his hair blonde, and became the hottest rising writer in Hollywood. 
Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, was that that was fun? Like, because that, that showcase thing, it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like it gets some traction for people, right? It does. I mean, I mean, I'm very happy to have done it. It was a very big chunk of my 2014. It's like a huge time commitment, right? It is. Yeah. For, it, we started basically in like August. And the show was in January. Huh. So, like, I remember listening to people talking about it and being like, that ain't nothing. You know, like, <laughs> that's nothing. I, Man, you guys are complaining and, like, bitching and whining about this, but it's just, like, nothing. But then I did it, and I was like, fuck. Like, there would be nights where I would just go home and, like, have a silent cry, like, on my balcony. <laughs> just being like, is this what I want to do? <laughs> so it is, it is as hard as people make it out to be but it's also not as hard as people make it out to be like it's yeah it, you it's a thing where like you get what you put into it because where was the the show at is it the portal el portal el portal yeah, yeah. that's In a North huge Hollywood. theater it's very big so your your uh, your sketch is killed yeah i got one sketch in which is like a feat because yeah. basically there were like 60 writers 60 60 plus wow. writers but the thing is there's 60 plus writers, but there's only like 10 that were like in it, basically, like mm-hmm. in it to win it. Yeah. So it was me and basically like nine or 10 other writers. Or just churning out sketches. And yeah. So basically, everyone, like, everyone who got like a sketch in were the ones that like put in the most effort into the whole process. And no one got more than one sketch in except for like one person who got four sketches in. Whoa. Yeah. Was he comedy Michael Jordan? No. I never <laughs> thought he was that funny to begin with, but his sketches really worked. So uh, <laughs> you know, I you know, no no hard feelings. <laughs> what uh what was your, your schooling background like before before you got out here to LA? Were you doing improv in high school or, or? um I went to a performing and fine arts academy in high school. Um, so what, so explain to our listeners what that is exactly. Like, what do you, do you still take, you, of, I'm sure you still take your, your English and your math and stuff, but it's just like heavily concentrated. Yeah. On the arts. It's basically like Glee, the television show. Yeah. A lot of white kids. Really? That's yeah. It was like Glee, the television show, but as a high school, it was very small. It was a charter school and you have to audition to be in the school. So I had to like audition as an actor to be accepted into the school. Okay. And I remember my English teacher, or my, my acting teacher going, we didn't want you, but your writing is the thing that got you in. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're just getting flashbacks to that as you're looking yeah. in the mirror? <laughs> she was like, your acting wasn't that great. Your monologue didn't really impress us. But Miss Perkins, she, the English teacher, she was like, they were like, she really liked your writing, so you should thank her. <laughs> wow. I was like, Okay. So the school was basically an art school. So it was like half, it was like divided between like art, like painting and like sculpture and drawing and stuff like that. And music and acting, writing, music and like drawing. So are any of the alumni from this high school doing big things now? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone is just like, uh, I think everyone is just, everyone who wanted to like actually do this as a living is still like trying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or they're still like, uh, like pushing. Basically, I'd like to think of this school as uh, like X Men for thespians. Yeah, <laughs> it like was sectioned off and everything. It was. It was. A, I I had like seventy people in my graduating class. Wow, so it was pretty small. Everyone was gay. And, and, <laughs> and what part of uh, the U.S. is this in? Is it California? Sacramento? Sacramento. Cool. Yeah, I just uh, I just did a, a weekend of shows up there and. Uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's nice. Not a whole <laughs> lot going on, but where did you do the shows? Uh, the punchline and so. Oh, it was like stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. I I remember going back there to do improv for my family because I was like, <laughs> "Come see what I do," and like it was terrible. Like I met. Like, what did you bring up, people, or what? No, I just I went. They have a comedy theater, like an improv theater there, yeah. and I just went in, and I was just like, <laughs> "Hi, can I do some shows with you guys to show my family that I'm trying to do something with my life other than just like." take their money <laughs> and so like they let me like do like a workshop there and like i sat in in like a class and then i did a show there that only my family went to so it was pretty <laughs> terrible i'm sure everyone afterwards was like oh this is what you're doing out there okay cool we'll see you in a couple of years <laughs> yeah it's always hard whenever you for whenever you're you're really excited to show family what you're working on but it, you're so early in to it yeah i always regretted uh uh, taking my mom to uh, an open mic for stand up, one of the first years uh, I was doing mm-hmm. it, and ugh, it was just so bad. Yeah. Well, me, me and Jeremiah, <laughs> my, my family was out in L.A. and they came up to a show in the loft, and oh, it was yeah. literally one of the worst shows. And I, I wanted, really- I could, I wanted to apologize to my parents. So I was like, I can't, I can't, I just can't talk about this ever again. Oh yeah. Did we both have bad sets that night? Dude, no, it was improv. It was, oh, a, it was improv. It was a bad improv show. Oh, I remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad show. Yeah, I remember my grandma came to visit me for some reason. I made her go to that show. I made her walk up all those stairs, and she didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> she was just like, oh, I'm glad you're doing things. I'm like, oh, me too. <laughs> so it sounds like your family has a little trepidation with uh, the entertainment career, right? No, no, they're actually very, very supportive. Um, I remember I I was in community college in Sacramento, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, <laughs> I know I want to like move out to LA and like act and you know get into that business. And I was like, I don't think I need to graduate to do that. So I was like, <clears throat> I made the decision that I just wanted to just drop out and just move to LA and just start from there and i remember my mom being very like apprehensive about it at first she was like no you have to finish at least your you know your community college and like transfer to a uc down there or something like that and i was like i'm not gonna do that like that's (laughs) i'm like i want i know what i want to do i want to move to la i want to like act and i want to just like figure it out for myself and so after a while she couldn't say anything because i saved up enough money where i could do it yeah it's like she had no say in it really where you're just like goodbye yeah where were you working at to save up the money starbucks (laughs) (laughs) oh did now i worked at starbucks for years did you enjoy that job i did you know it was my first job in sacramento and like it was i don't know if it's it was different out here kind of because people out here were like doing it part-time and part-time like oh come see my one woman show come uh (laughs) come see me act in this thing and i'm it's just like different because like in sacramento like we were all like a weird little i hate to say this but like a weird little family where like we all like (laughs) knew each other and like we'd all hang out afterwards and like i remember having my 18th birthday at this place called chevy's and everyone came and got really drunk and like went and hung over the next day so i had a really good time working there and like i was able to save enough money because i was still living at home so i saved enough money to come out here well that's starbucks money yeah. <laughs> would you take home treats all the time? I would at of the end course. of the day. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love working at the end of the day because you could just take all the pastries and the sandwiches yeah. and just live good for a couple of, day, a couple yep. of nights. <laughs> so let's talk about your first few years 
in Los Angeles. What yeah. was that like? What were your expectations going in? We talked a little bit about how you know you you thought you were going to be as famous as Lady Gaga, <laughs> yeah. and but and, yeah, and you also came out here young because I remember like you know we all came out here before we were twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So that was always I feel like polarizing because all the old people were like you can't get in this bar, man. Yeah. You ain't nothing. Exactly. I I was nineteen when I I just turned nineteen when I moved out here. And when I moved out here, honestly, I think I was just expecting to like live here for like a year and then move back to Sacramento after failing. <laughs> so I had that low of expectations. <laughs> so like after the first year, I was like, oh, I could do this. And then after the second year, I was like, oh, I'm having fun doing this and I can also still make it. And then the third year and the fourth, it just got easier and easier. And then it just got easier because I could see like what I needed to do versus like what I wanted to do. And I just kept like a real realistic like expectation throughout the whole process yeah what kind of jobs were you working whenever you uh, moved to la did you transfer from starbucks i did okay so i transferred starbucks so i moved uh from sacramento to la and i remember uh when i was looking for a starbucks to like work out out here i remember i found one in crenshaw (laughs) and i was I used to shop at the Walmart. There, I, dude. I stopped yeah. going there. It's too, too crazy. I was I because I my uh, I moved out. <clears throat> my cousin like gave me a tour, and she basically found me uh, an apartment in Hollywood on Hollywood and Highland, like a studio oh, wow. apartment, Hollywood and Highland. It was eleven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, this is a great deal," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I trust you." Eleven hundred dollars a month. I signed the lease that day. And then I came out here and I was like, oh, that seems like kind of a lot of money. <laughs> and so that's where I, I, I was, I had, uh, that's where I was going to live. But I remember like looking at in Sacramento, I was like, oh, this place in Crenshaw wants to hire me. It's only five miles away. I could probably get there in 10 minutes. No problem. That sounds good. <laughs> and I remember my, my, I think my boss was like, Jesse, you don't want to do that. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. And I was like, "What do you mean?" She was like, "Just wait until something else comes up." And so I was like, "Okay." I thought she was like trying to sabotage me. But then I, I got a I got a job. It was on the Sunset Strip, which was a perfect location. It was like by like the Saddle Ranch and like oh, all yeah, these like very yeah. fancy hotels. So I think that was like the perfect job because I would drive down there every day and be like. Oh, this is where I belong. The Sunset Strip. I can't wait until I come come down here and stay, you know. But yeah, so I, I was working there and I got a, a, a second job at like a yogurt shop. And so I was working both the both of those places, doing nothing like artistically, just working to pay rent. And this was in two thousand nine? Yes. Did you work with a guy named Tony Hinchcliffe? Yes. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Please tell me any stories you have. Because I ha- we, he's a he's a he's been on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I hated I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. <laughs> I hated him. Was he uh, was he just mean to you? He's or? a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, I can't. He was I a can't. fucking asshole who thought he was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Probably doesn't remember me, but that's fine. I can say these things then. That is so, because you said that location, and I was like, I remember Tony said that he worked at that location, yeah. and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think this is lining up around yeah. the exact he was same a time. Little asshole, I remember. He would never work anyone else's shift. He would never like help anyone out. He was always talking about his stand up and his working at the comedy store, and I was just like, okay, no one really, no one cares. <laughs> 
Oh man, I'll, I'll see Tony later tonight. This is this is great. I'm Ask gonna, him I'll, I'll see if he remembers. Yeah, I'll see if he, he remembers doesn't you. Remember me, but that's fine. That's so great. Oh my goodness. So, how did you discover UCB? If you were doing like different acting stuff, like how did you kind of yeah. find out and like get into that program? Because that's um, whenever I first moved to town, I had already known about. Uh, Second City because of Chris Farley and Dan Aykroyd and 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 those guys. So I wanted to like seek that out. How what like made you choose UCB and kind of seek out that program? Uh, I wanted to do Groundlings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I auditioned to take classes. They rejected me. They reject you from the basic yes. classes just uh, for improv. <laughs> yes, you have to. Uh, back then, I don't know if it's different now, but you had to like audition. Yeah, to get into the basic yeah, to yeah, get yes. into a class. I auditioned <laughs> and I did not get in. <laughs> They said, okay. They let uh, everyone in, Jesse. <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> I remember the guy standing up in the class. He was like, some of you look, some of you are really good. Some of you look like you've never been on stage before. And he looked right at me. Oh. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and you're like, I came from a performing academy. I know. <laughs> where my teacher was like, we didn't want you based off of your monologue. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. So they sent me an email. They were like, listen, uh, try back in six months. And I went, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> Um, so I got rejected from the Groundlings, and I couldn't take classes at I.O. because you had to be 21 because of the bar. Oh, I think that was the rule. Yeah. I couldn't take classes at Second City because of the same thing. I think you had to be 21 because of some reason. Mm. So the only other option was <laughs> UCB. I was like, I remember going on the website being like, what the fuck is UCB? <laughs> Upright yeah. Citizens Brigade. I had no idea, but it was the only other options. Yeah, the only way you could take improv classes. But I remember when I first moved out here, I wanted to like be an actor and I was like, but I was too afraid to take acting classes because I was like, I don't want to, because I was like, I don't want to like go to an acting class and like have to cry in front of people and like, <laughs> you know, it's very vulnerable like being in an acting class, I felt. Yeah. I was like, so I'm going to start out like, I'm going to start out like doing something like easy, like improv. Like, you know, like it's fun doing improv. And so I remember watching The Real World Hollywood, and they did improv. Oh, at iOS, yeah. right? Yeah. They did, instead of a job, they did improv. Yeah. And I so I was that. like, oh, that seems fun. <laughs> I thought it was the Groundlings. I didn't know. I didn't think it was IO. I thought it was the Groundlings. Now, what drew you to Groundlings, like, so hard? Is it just, like, Will Ferrell being from no, there? No, I or? do. No, I didn't know who Will Ferrell was. <laughs> I did. I didn't know he was from there. But... I do. I remember watching the Real World Hollywood and thinking, "Oh, they did Groundlings," <laughs> and like I looked it up, and it was like, "Oh, an art, a, a historic like improv theater, thirty years, da 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 da." And I was like, "Well, it seems legit enough to me." <laughs> and so that's basically, I was like, "If I was like, because at the time, Groundlings was like the biggest improv theater out of all of them." Yeah, yeah. UCB wasn't as big. I think that's why it was like the lowest on the totem pole. Sure. Groundlings for LA and Second City and I in Chicago were like the kings yeah. of improv. In yeah. 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. Groundlings number one. Yeah. IO number two, Second City number three. No one, UCB wasn't even yeah. considered back right. then. But UCB was the only one that could, like, <laughs> that would take me. <laughs> and so I started taking a class like in June. I moved out here in February and I started taking a class in June, 2009. Okay. So you're just wilding out and partying? Because you know, like, when I turned 21 out here, I was just like, going to improv shows, then going out and getting hammered. No. <laughs> no, like, uh, I, I always, like, because at Starbucks, I was, like, the opener. 
So I had to wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and I had to go oh. in at 5, yeah. open the store at 6, get out at 1 p.m. That was my schedule. So like all my life, like out here, I never really like partied so hard. And I think that's a good thing because I, th- I think I would have ended up like in prison or like back in <laughs> Sacramento. But like having that like routine and regimen, I think really kept me on track. Like I would go out to like shows and like party a little bit, but like I'd always have to be like, okay, now I have to go home because I have to go to work tomorrow. So I think I never real I never like especially in my first couple of years I was living on my own in a studio apartment. Yeah, and that night when did you move out of that? That's crazy. Paying eleven hundred dollars a month, so I was like, I can't afford to eat. I can't even afford to eat. I can't. I definitely can't afford to like get drunk and like party all my life. Yeah, I was like, I had to like keep two jobs at the same time. Uh, I I stayed in that apartment for the first year. I moved into a, an apartment across the street that was like 800 a month. So it was very, it was much more manageable, but like all my money was spent on like improv classes. classes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Those first few years, you're just like throwing out thousands of dollars. Yeah. I got like really hypnotized. I was like, cause I'm a pretty much like a perfect, not a perfect, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm like a very determined person where I was like, okay, I'm taking 101. I might as well go to 401 because that's when you graduate the program. And by the time I finished 401, I was like, I'm in it. I'm going to be on a Herald team. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be coaching everyone. I'm going to be the next big thing in improv. And so that's what I, uh, that's the goal, what the goal was for the first five years. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're a writer. Now I'm a writer. I, I honestly would have never expected that to happen. So what uh what do you do for uh for work now? I work at a hotel. Mm-hmm. I work at a hotel doing front desk, and it's the same thing. I have the same schedule basically, but not really. But I I work overnight shifts mostly, so from midnight to eight a.m. Oh, okay. So I'm still I, there's no time to party because <laughs> on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> but I, have I would feel in. like it'd be slower during that time, so you can write and do stuff like that. Right? Yeah, I usually I, I I should be writing. I usually just like watch TV. <laughs> Or like <laughs> watch reruns of things on the computer or sleep. So yeah. let's say this this podcast episode is like a time capsule, okay? And you re you revisit this episode five or ten years later. Where would you hope to be in in that amount of time? Whenever you're listening back at, to this podcast, in five okay, this is more realistic because it's been five years since I've been six years since I've been out here. Yeah. So things are just getting started. I would love to like be writing on a show hopefully be acting on it too. Mm-hmm. I think the person whose uh, path I really admire and want to follow is like Mindy Kaling. Cause yeah. she like started out as a writer and then she got on the show and then she did now so she well. Has her own show. She has her own show yeah. or like Chelsea Peretti who like started writing on Parks and Rec and now she's on uh, Brooklyn nine, Brooklyn nine, nine. Yeah, yeah. She got like, a stand up special. Yeah. Like they stuff. wrote that yeah. show for her. I mean, not that show. They wrote that part for her. I'm yeah. like, that would, that would, that's where I would want to be in like five years. So hopefully that happens. Nice. Nice. All right. It's getting to the end of the podcast. Damn. Here. All right. Yeah, <laughs> it goes fast. It's time for the Hollywood Bitch Slap. Watcha. Do you think of your Hollywood Bitch Slap, Jesse? Yes. All right. Give it to us. Okay. So this is at a point in my life where I was like, okay, I want to be acting like all my friends were getting on commercials and like getting on like series and stuff like that. And I was like, all my life I was like, I'm better than them or like, (laughs) I'm just as good as them. If they can be on a commercial, I can too. And so it was a point in my life where I was like really committed to like being 
on commercials or like in TV shows. So I really needed an agent. So I was like sending out my headshots and like setting up commercial agent meetings. And they are the worst fucking people in the world. And I'm Mexican. So like everyone's first question is, do you speak Spanish? I yeah. don't. I grew up in Sacramento. If anything, like, <laughs> no, if anything, I speak like, I, I don't know. Hyphy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I grew up in Sacramento where like it, I just never learned Spanish. I never had to. So like that was everyone's first question. So like I'd get a meeting, I'd walk in the door, they'd go, oh, hi, I love your headshot. Uh, love that you do UCB. Do you speak Spanish? And I'd just go, no. And they go, okay, so goodbye, nice seeing you. <laughs> oh, wow. They're like, learn Spanish and then we can talk about it. Because UCB is really hot right now and nobody really speaks Spanish and does UCB at the same time. And so all my life I was like, I was like, uh, I don't have to do this. I, I was like, Peter Dinklage never took a job as a as a like a clown, and look where he is now. Yeah, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stay true to myself no matter what. But I remember specifically, I went into this commercial agent's office, gave him my headshot, and I was like, okay. Uh, he, I read something for him, and I was feeling really good. Yeah. And he was like, "Do you speak Spanish?" And I said, "No." And he said. Okay, this is going to be really hard for you because if I wanted this, if I wanted to hire someone who spoke English, I'd hire this person. He, <laughs> picked, he, he shows me a picture of a little white boy. <laughs> if I wanted, if I wanted to speak, if I wanted to hire someone who spoke English, I'd hire this person, not you. You need to learn Spanish before you come back in my office. <laughs> and that's wow. a, that's the point where I was like, I'm going to be a writer. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. That uh, that definitely qualifies yeah. as a Hollywood bitch. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> still stings a little bit. <laughs> wow. And a little racist. <laughs> well, he was Mexican too, which was oh. I, which was why I was like, cut me a break. But he wouldn't. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, well, uh, Jesse, thank you so much for uh, coming by doing the podcast. Where can people find you online, like social media wise? Uh, I don't really. I mean, I have two Twitters, but I don't really tweet. I mean, I, I really want to up my Instagram game. So, yeah, so look, plug that. If you yeah, plug your Instagram, <laughs> Jesse underscore is underscore awesome on Instagram. I have some real fun pictures. Um, I guess just add me on Facebook if you really want anything, because I'm more on that than anything. Okay. Nice. Awesome, buddy. Well, thank you so much for coming by. And uh, yeah, man, Hope uh, I hope the writing keeps going well at UCB and uh, that you'll be freaking writing on a show soon. Dude. Yeah. Thank you. Fuck Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs>